It is Friday. Welcome in. We are broadcasting live. We are here in the uh, in the media center inside the Phoenix Convention Center. Radio Row is uh, the uh, affectionately call it. We are two days, seven hours, twenty seven minutes and seconds away from kickoff. Chiefs, Eagles getting ready to get underway and uh, so we're going to start fast and furious today today's the final day today we just kind of like mop up stuff and so and unfortunately you've been mopping up a lot which is uh, my guy scotty Farrell over here how you bit man uh, he sits down at the table and he says dude linda blair both ends terrible food poisoning man you okay yeah i'm all right it's it sucked yeah it was awful dude i don't i don't even know what to tell you other than it was awful it was so uh, the story's funny from the standpoint of how it ends up, right? Like, so Mafia and I go out to lunch, and uh, no, no problem. Sit outside, yeah. beautiful, 70 degrees, catching rays, shades on, yeah. having a burger. We both had the same thing. Just like we did in L.A. last year. Just like L.A. Yeah. And so we leave. Everything's fine. We're walking back to the hotel. We're like... <laughs> I don't know, 10 minutes out of this restaurant, and we're walking down the street, and he starts just blasting. And I'm <laughs> like, laugh, but, so, oh my but God. I was like, and I was laughing too, because I started filming it yeah. and doing play by play. And I'm like, you don't look good. Uh, do you need water? Do you want me to call someone? Are you all right? You're on all fours. You're on the ground. You're groveling. You're in. There is lug coming out of you, giant wads of of just red and brown. And I'm doing play by play. And then he's like, he was just awfully sick, like just horribly sick. Yeah. And then I was like, you all right, bro? And he's like, no, I'm not all right. And then so I'm like, ah, I'm really sorry. So then I I go to my room, and uh, I don't know, like four hours later. I lasted like four hours yeah. more. I never got sick. And then four hours later, I mean, I was in, I was chilling watching TV, and I was like watching a game, and uh, I felt it coming. And, and I was like, and I knew I had that warm water into the mouth yeah. where you get the oh, little yeah. hydro splash before you're going to hurl, yeah. like a waterfall. And I ran in the bathroom, and I mean, I sprayed off the wall, the oh toilet, the sink, the tub, the the, the towels, the the, the 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 shower curtain, uh, the floor. Uh, oh so, I, and God. I did it for about two hours straight. And I think the final one, uh, I literally saw a squirrel come out of me with its <laughs> oh tail. The last thing I saw was his tail come out of my mouth and land in the toilet bowl. <laughs> and then when I flushed everything, I didn't think it was going to flush. Uh, then I took wet towels and tried to clean up. Like, I right. tried to clean up the bloodletting that it was. And then, so I cleaned the whole bathroom. And, I mean, it was just everywhere. So then in the morning, I told the chick, I said, here's 20 bucks. I said, I, I had food poisoning. I'm just going to be honest with you. I cleaned it all, but I think it's still all there. Right. You know, like, yeah. I think it's just, it's still there. Can yeah. you just, can you just blow out the bathroom? So then uh, the story gets better. I, then I have to go do a show. Right, so oh, I this God. is this, so I got to get up in the morning and do a show. So I go to the show and they're like, "Man, you don't look good." I said, "I'm not good." So they put a bucket underneath me oh in the, on the TV set when you were doing the show. Yeah, yeah. And I had it between my legs, and I literally thought I was going to hurl there or just blast right in the pants. Like I had no, <laughs> I had no control. So, but I made it through the show. Then the next day, I was still feeling bad. The next day, uh, I was like, um, still not feeling good. Yeah. And then. How about this? My buddy 
my buddy from Vegas, he's like, what do you mean you had food poisoning? I told him, like, you know, dude, I had food poisoning. I got really sick. Well, where'd you eat? I told him. And then he's like, he went behind my back and called the place. And he said, really? do you know you got Pharrell food poisoning? And the guy's like, who's Pharrell? And I'm like, <laughs> and, and then like, and then I said to my friend, I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Did I ask you to call the restaurant for me? And what are they going to come over and give me a hug? What are they going to bring me a hamburger? Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't want anything to do with the place. I got sick. It is what it is. It was over. But how about my loser friend calling from Las Vegas to Phoenix to a restaurant to complain for me? I didn't ask him to do that. What a loser. I told him to. Then he asked me, how about this? He topped it off by asking me if I could find him three tickets to the Super Bowl at 1000 pop. I'm like, is there anything else I can do for you? So let me. here's what I've done for him. Dude, send me pants first. Right. So the first thing I've done for him is nothing. And what I'm doing next for him is is absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, that I was had, my whole week. I had food poisoning once. I, I don't think I'd wish it on like Bro, the worst it enemy. It's terrible. It was it's, it's awful. Now listen. So I went out and I bought butt paste, and I bought a monkey butt. So I had because I had uh, I had all of the above, and so I bought Imodium, Pepto Bismol. I ate four of those each. <laughs> For the last three days, and I think it clogged me up. So I'm good to go, and I've been through it. Now, right now, I have butt paste in and monkey butt, uh, and no one knows. No one knows, but it's true. Like I tell the truth, Billy. Yeah, no, I know you do, so, man. But I told That's my why wife, we get along to them so, so well. I told my wife, I, she, 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 she's like trying to solve it. She's trying yeah. to, she's trying to solve what happened. I'm like, she's like my friend. I'm like, you should hook up with him. It's not like a dateline. What is there to solve? I had a bacon burger. It was a salmonella burger. Right. I got sick, and now I'm putting baby butt paste in my crack <laughs> to, to clog up potential on-air uh, accidents. Oh. But I did make it through yesterday with no problem, and today's the first day I don't feel bad. Oh. Just in time to go home. Yeah, thank I'm God you're back tomorrow. anyway. Well, at least you're not going to have it on the plane. I'm hosting, I'm hosting the Super Bowl show on Super Bowl Sunday, 2 to 6, uh, from New York City. Um no one cares about that either. But I am uh, leaving tomorrow, so I'll spend the entire week uh, bent over and sitting on a toilet. Oh, my God. You I, know what's funny is Boomer Esiason got it, too, and he missed his show. So I'm one up I was on wondering him. where Boomer was. You were supposed to have him, and, yeah, he didn't. He, he was there. hurling all day yesterday in his hotel. Oh, my God. But I God. think he stayed in a five-star Did resort. he eat the same I stayed joint? in a three-star. He eat at the same joint over here? I don't know. I just know that he got food poisoning here as well. So what I think is um, is happening is is that people are trying to poison me and kill me uh, here because uh, I I'm a Steeler fan and the Steelers beat Arizona in the Super Bowl on okay. the on the San Antonio Holmes toe drag. Okay. So I think that once people knew Pharrell was back in in Zona because I lived in yeah. Flagstaff before. I used to uh, sleep with a chick in Flagstaff, a hot skier <laughs> chick. She was a slut. And um, we uh, drank and did drugs and skied for six months and had I sex. And then And then I left. That's awesome. And I never saw her again as long as I lived. But I used her for six months uh, just oh for housing and sex. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I was a horrible person, but she was hot, I have to tell you. And she, did, she never had butt paste at her uh, condo. <laughs> That's awesome, man. But I lived in I lived in Flagstaff, Arizona, which is uh, where the lumberjacks are, northern yeah. Arizona. Very Navajo uh, and very, um, what do they call it, Grand Canyon. Yeah. The Painted Desert, the Grand Canyon, That's Sedona. Right. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Uh, I could last there six months during the ski season, and then I had to get out of there. I don't do real well with, um, you know, 
I'm not Mr. Uh, I'm not Mr. River Rafter. Right. I'm oh not, no. No. Uh, you know me. No. I'll I'm not a, watch I'm go not by. a camper. Yeah. But I am a drinker, a partier, bratwurst, right. uh, steaks. New York City. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a city boy, yeah. so no, I, I, don't, I don't do the, hey, Pharrell, pitch a tent and make a fire. Yeah, no, I That's know That's not that. me. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I could see you going in the stream. You got the big to... house with the big grill in the back and the deck and all the parties. Yeah. That's what I'm into. Yeah, I, I'm telling you. We got to get you into Milwaukee. I know. Man. You've said that for 50 years now. I, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to say, hey, I'm coming. Come on over, man. Listen, I want to go and do, uh, you know what? Uh, what we have to do is when the Steelers play there, then I finally do it. Okay. Because I've gone on the road with them. Um, I've gone on the road with them to several games because, like, I have season tickets and I don't go to uh, any games anymore in Pittsburgh because they have me working Sundays. Oh, okay. I'm on I'm on live every Sunday. I yeah. can't. I'm on when the games are on, so I can't go anymore. So I sell my tickets. So what I do now is when they play on like a Monday night or a Thursday night, mm-hmm. I go on the road. I went to see them play the Colts this year on a Monday night or when okay. they beat them 24-17 when uh, Kenny touchdown uh, right. came back in the fourth and beat them. Well, I'll, you know, as soon as the schedule comes out, we'll see if they're there. And if not, you just pick a pick something else. And we'll I'll do bet it. you in the next couple of years. Uh, the Steelers play the uh, oh, Packers yeah. again. Oh, yeah. I mean, they played him in the Super Bowl, so. Well, we know by then if Aaron Rodgers is coming out of the darkness. Listen. He was a punchline last night from Kelly Clarkson. Don't don't get me started on, on your boy. First of all, I lost to him in the Super Bowl, so I hate him. Right. I'm not. You know I'm not a fan. I know. Uh, I think he's a great player. But I just, I just, his drama is too much for me. Like, I'm a, I'm a, you know me, I'm a hardcore man's man. Like, right. just don't have any time for drama. Right. Like, the guy calling the restaurant for me, I'm like, what a wussy you are. Like, <laughs> who would do that? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I don't care about Aaron Rodgers, um, like, all of his drama. Now, I know everyone in Wisconsin right now wants me to die. No, they, uh, there's a like, lot of people that I don't like. We took a poll drama. of almost 4,000 people responded. 70% of them said trade them. I think it's Hollywood, all these girlfriends, and uh, who's he dating, and what celebrity, who's he sleeping with. I just don't care, Billy. All I care about is football, winning games. Right. I don't, you know, what are you doing for me on Sunday? I don't care about the rest of his life. Meanwhile, I'm friends with McAfee. I'm friends with all these guys. Yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not opposed to what he does. I just don't care. I don't care what he does. Yeah. He. uh... I don't care if you trade him either. Well, uh, yeah, I th- like I said, I've been saying all along, and I said on your show, I said 60% of me says he comes back, he runs it back with the Packers, 30% he gets traded, and then 10% says he spites everybody and walks away from So the yesterday game. I was talking to um, Christian Watson. Yeah. I had him on. Oh, okay. I'm sure you've had him on. I've talked to okay, him. Okay, so I got him on, and he was cool. We had a really good uh, laugh. You know you know how I roll with you in interviews. Yep. I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and get into all this Aaron Rodgers stuff. So what I talked to him about was uh, how have you done with love? Right. How have you worked with him? Yeah. How is his arm? How is uh, your experience running roots with him? Does he Is he slinging it to right. you? Have you had much work with him? Because that's your right. future, kid. Yep. I said yep. to him, I go, your future is that. It yep. isn't this other guy. I go, maybe one more year. What, did, what was his response? He said that the kid's uh, got a great arm, right. and he's worked with him a lot. Because apparently, you know, at practice, he's slinging it, right, right? Right, So I said, what's he like? He goes, I like working with him. He's got a great arm. 
He's smart. He can throw it. Yeah. He goes, uh, I think when we eventually hook up, it'll uh, it'll work. Yeah. That's what he said. I mean, in, in essence, not word for word, but he was like, I'm excited to yeah. play with him. There's a lot of guys in that locker room that are. Like the 23 to 25-year-old or younger crowd. They want him. They want him. Well, they're, this they're, guy they're wants ready to go. Yeah. He said that he did say that Rodgers' passes are the best he's ever caught in his yeah. life. Um, and I talked to him about, you know, the bomb drop to scoring that many touchdowns in the final weeks. He went from outcast to penthouse. Right. Uh, he oh, became yeah. your number one. Yep. And I, he's a stud. And we talked about his size. I love his size, 6'5", yep. 210. He runs like a deer. The win. And he jumps oh, like the yeah. like he dr- NBA. He, he, he's, he caught that pass uh, from Watson in the game against Philadelphia. And the, the couple of times I've seen him score where he's just on an inside slant and he just catches and goes. Yeah, he's It's got effortless. It. And all of a sudden he's just like secretariat, yeah. you know, I off the I talked to him about being, playing at that dinky school and uh, how he ended up from Tampa to there. Yeah. And that, and that was cool. So I don't really care about uh, other, you know, uh, prima donna stuff. I like yeah. talking the reality of that kid, his size. His length, like I'm, I'm a big boy. I'm six four, two twenty, and I'm, I'm standing next to him. And I mean, he had me by an inch. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm a huge fan of like T Higgins and yeah. Mike Williams and guys uh, like Watson that have that size. Yep. And then, the, then, no matter who throws it, he can go up and you get, go it. get it. You yeah. go get it. You got apex ability. Hell yeah. I think that that's the. Yeah. You want to be a big money receiver in the NFL. Be able to go get it right up top, mm-hmm. upstairs. In that Super Bowl last year, Higgins caught two upstairs in the attic, yeah. and then they wouldn't throw to him on third and fourth down and one. They lost the game right there. Yep. I thought the the Cowboys lost the game against the Niners when Ray Ray fumbled and they had it at the twenty first and ten yeah. in the red zone and never. Yeah, we talked about didn't that. Score a touchdown. So there's points where it all breaks down, and. Um, you know, I love guys that can go up, up, uh, you know, get up in the air and catch right. it. Go get it. Well, Marquez Valdez-Scanley for the and Chiefs. And Moss was that way. You, Randy Moss was, I mean, he went way up and got it. He was like a freak. But that that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Right. That, yeah. If you can do that, um, see, like these little guys, uh, I, I like this Renfro. I liked uh, Edelman. I like that they are those slot guys that never drop the ball. Right. But that's their, in my view, that's their offering. Right. That's their that's well, their show. That the other Jennings. guys can do way more. When the Packers won a Super Bowl, that was Greg Jennings. He could go up and get it. He had that ability. He, he wasn't was, as tall, but he had the ability to go up and get it. He had thirty six inch vertical. He was a badass. Yeah. So make make more plays in the air than just being able to catch a low liner as a slot receiver. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. But these other guys can do more magical things mm-hmm. with with length and size and and, uh, and the ability agree. to leap. Completely agree. Who you got in this one? I got the Eagles. Yeah. But I don't care. <laughs> because I just hate them all. I, I'm a Steeler fan. And, yeah. You know, you're a Packer. Uh, I get it. Like, so uh, I lost to the Packers. Uh, I went to eight Super Bowls, and mm-hmm. I saw them win six and lose two. Yeah. I went when they lost to the Cowboys. It sucked. I blamed Neil O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm friends with him. That's even worse. Oh, my goodness. I got pictures with him and my son at a wedding uh, where he, we were in the wedding. Neil and I were both in the wedding. Yeah. And I was like, the whole time I was in. I was basically uh, opposed to being in the wedding with him. First time I ever took a took a subway, I was in Pittsburgh, 
and I was just like fresh out of high school, and I had just gotten into the college football, gotten into playing. Right. So I had beefed up and everything. We had no idea. We just grabbed some tickets, and we went. I took a subway over to Chauncey's. Right. Uh, and uh, I walked in, and it was Woodson and Bubby Brister. Yeah. And all these guys there, my, they wouldn't let us in because my buddy had jeans on. He's like, but I'm the agent for this guy. Don't you know he was the first-round draft choice of the Bengals? They had no idea. Do right. I was. They let us in, so we're sitting with these guys at the table. That was my first experience on a subway, and to get the Bubby Brister was my yeah. big claim to fame. So meeting those guys. When, when I covered the Steelers, believe it or not, the last year I covered the Steelers, I traveled with them, and uh, Bubby Brister was the quarterback, and me, and Merrill Hodge was the running of uh, like running running back. back yeah, and he uh, he had, Brister had the. Game of his life in Denver. He was 10 of 13 on third down against the Broncos. And Merrill Hodge had the best game of his career that day in the divisional semi. And they led the entire game. And with one minute left, Elway took him down the yeah. field and beat us. Yeah. And that was it. We lost the game. Yeah. Bubby Brister was the quarterback that day in Denver right. in the divisional semi. I also did a game, I think the year before, when uh, Gary Anderson kicked a 51-yard field goal in overtime to beat the Oilers at the Astrodome on oh, New Year's man. Eve. Yeah. And if you watch the highlight of the of the play in that wild card game, um, there's only one guy in the end zone jumping up and down when right. the uh, field goal goes through, and, and that was you. the immature media member, me, yeah. standing under the goalpost as the <laughs> ball's flying through the end zone. I'm jumping up and down. As you know, you're not allowed to right. react. Right, not allowed to cheer, yeah. Or, and you're not allowed to. It's like a church, man, yeah. I think that's the press box rule, but not on the field. Right. But I was jumping up and down. If you watch the highlight of that field goal in that game, what happened was I think Jerry Osavsky uh, recovered a fumble in overtime, and they kicked a field goal, 51-yarder, and it went through at the Astrodome. And I think that was, I could be wrong, it was one of the, I think it near the very end of the Astrodome. Yeah. Yeah, it was, because it was only, like, two years after that. That's how old I am. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I remember the Astrodome. I remember the uh, old Houston Oilers fight right. song and those blue and white pom-poms so and all I that had, crap. I oh, had, Campbell. I had him on the show yesterday. Yeah? And, uh... I was just devastated to see him all in a wheelchair yeah. and everything. He can't even walk. Yeah. He's he's literally, he did the whole interview down in a wheelchair, and, and Tony Dorsett and I are up on the set. You got to understand, I grew up going to pit games with him running the football. Mm -hmm. I used to climb up the hill in Pittsburgh to Oakland to Pitt Stadium yeah. to watch Tony Dorsett play football every Saturday when he played at Pitt. Hugh Green, Dan Marino, oh, wow. Stepnoski, um, Goose. Siragusa. Yeah, Siragusa. You name it. You name it, I saw him play a pit. I saw Johnny Majors there, Jackie Sherrill there, wow. and watched Tony Dorsett there win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And I saw Hugh Green there. Oh, wow. I forgot Hugh Green went to he was a, too, yeah. He was a mother for Eller. Yeah. And then I got to watch Dan Marino play college football at Pitt yeah. uh, as a kid. Like, I mean, you got to understand. Literally, Western Pennsylvania at that time. Right. Was the greatest hub of football in America, it bar was, none. So Namath, all of them came from there. Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Michigan, all in that. That was like that belt. I'm telling that you, was that belt. Like, that in Texas, that was and, the belt of college, then, college football. And then they, and then the Steelers won four Super Bowls in six years. Mm -hmm. And it was literally the domination of the world. Oh, I remember. And 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 I mean to tell you, high school, college, and pro. There were more players from there than anywhere on earth. Yeah. It was crazy. I remember that. So I'm, I'm sitting there yesterday talking to Tony Dorsett, and I'm like, I was like, listen, I was at every game. 
that you played. And then I don't think he's met many people like that. Right. That, that have seen him play as a kid in Pittsburgh every game. The other guy uh, that I had that experience with this week was Jim McMahon. So oh, yeah. I'm sitting there. I went to every game that year in 85 in Chicago. So my dad was with U.S. Steel. So we went from Chicago to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Gary, Indiana is where U.S. Steel right. biggest plan was. So I grew up in both, back and forth. And in 85, I went to every Bears game at Soldier Field when it was a man stadium, not when it was a spaceship oh, like God. it is today. Back when the wind whipped off of Lake Michigan and yeah. you froze your right. onions off at a Bears game. Right. And the game, the wind affected the game every week. Right. There was no, I mean, this thing's now, it's like a spaceship. It covers the wind and everything. Back in the day, that was the coldest stadium on earth with Lambeau. And the wind that whipped through there was insane. They've ruined that stadium, by the way. Yeah. And now they're going to finally build a new one. But I watched that team. And they won every week with fear yeah. and intimidation. They the the pass rush, their linebackers and pass rush was so violent that every quarterback in the NFL was fearing for their life. Every time they dropped back to pass, they got killed and annihilated. The game plan, I asked him, the game plan was kill the quarterback, win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they did it every week until every one of them was ragdolled on the ground. Right. They were all scared to play the Bears. That's why so many people are talking about this Eagles defense. They're only, what, five sacks away from the record that the yeah. Bears set. You know? And nobody's talking about that defense that's how being good great. They are. Yeah, but that's how good they are. That was the best defense ever. That eighty-five Bears defense—that's what everything. That's that's the bar by which Standard. every defense is is measured. Uh, granted, it's a different day and age. You can't, you know, pick them right. up and throw them down. But whatever. I know you got to run, man. But glad you're feeling better. I love you. Are you sure you don't want to talk anymore about my uh, butt paste? No. No, you're good. <laughs> you don't want to talk anymore about my monkey butt? No. I, we good? got you on camera if you want to show people at home. <laughs> Listen. I'm out of here. I love you, Billy. All right, buddy. Later, love you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Scotty, always a pleasure, pal. See you soon. We'll see you in Vegas for sure, buddy. All right? There you go. The awesome, un- unab- unabridged Scotty Farrell. Great to have him on the program. That Ben Kenny producing the show, by the way. Ben, is that not the best way to start a show ever? That is a way to start a show. <laughs> That's, oh, when he came over, and, and here's the thing. He cleaned it up for radio. Because when he got here, he got here about 10 minutes before we went on the air, and he started telling me about what was going on. Because I said, hey, did you go out last night? And that's that's how that conversation started. I don't think I said another word until we went on the air. And it just went on and on and on. And he was just telling me, he's like, oh, dude, it was everywhere. It was everywhere, man. It was on the walls. It wasn't a shower. It was, he's like, Linda Blair would have been proud. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, there you have it. Ah, so that's uh, that's good stuff. That's where we start the program. We are woefully late for a break. We're going to take well, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light. And uh, maybe I shouldn't bring up Bud Light in this particular segment, but I'm going to anyway. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We'll be back after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you know, uh, an x-ray machine, and so they look at everything. So you get here, they do all of that. Usually it takes about a minute. Today the line to get in with all the television cameras that are here today, because I'm kind of like wondering what's going on, Uh, which, by the way, uh, we were told, so I put it out there, and sometimes you got to wonder when you're on Radio Row whether or not some of these things really happen or not, but uh, we were one of the stations that was requested for Emmett Smith. So we're expecting the Hall of Famer coming up a little bit later on today. Emmett Smith, the former Dallas Cowboy running back, is going to join us. 
Uh, that's what uh, that's what I was told because I was kind of shocked because uh, usually when you know Emmett and the guys come on the last day of Radio Row, they'll hit you know NBC, they'll hit um, you know Fox, they'll hit CBS, and then they do the national stuff and they're out. And they they asked us, so I'm like, we were one of only four. So I said, yeah, well, we'd love to have him. So uh, I believe we're going to get Emmett Smith on a little bit later on today. I I still I'll be honest with you, I'm a little skeptical, but uh, we'll see if it actually happens. But coming in today, it's packed. I mean, it's um, and and I, it's it, uh, without getting too into too into the weeds on this. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were pretty good, and you had a good group of guests, and then you had a few big names that only did a few things yesterday with FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, you know, Peacock, Fox, CBS, and that was it. And they bolted maybe with NFL Series Radio, but that was it. Uh, and if you're not being paid by one of the big ones like Sleep Number or TikTok or something like that, then they're not doing any other radio. And so we were kind of talking a little bit about that. It's because of the NFL Honors uh, dinner, uh, the, the, you know, the show last night. A lot of guys don't want to do Radio Row on Thursday uh, because the show is on Thursday night. So they only want, if they do it, if they do it, they only want to do a couple of things and then they want to get out of here because they want to get back to the hotel. They get cleaned up in their tuxes and their suits and whatever, rest up a little bit. And then they hit the red carpet early um eastern time which i think it's like seven or eight o'clock eastern time which is five o'clock our time which means they got to be down there by three thirty, so they get back to their hotel rooms and start getting ready between noon and one i guess so they didn't want to do radio row so today uh it's kind of sparse because nobody wanted to do it and schedule anything early because everybody was out partying last night uh there was a lot of there was a lot of parties there was you know a bunch of soirees last night we had a chance to go over to uh ditka and jaws cigars with the stars last night which was really nice and, and ran into a lot of terrific people um it, which was just awesome i don't know if you saw any of the pictures one of the best conversations uh ben now did you did you ever i don't think you were ever able to watch eric dickerson play were you or were you i can't remember what year no. you retired no i was not. eric dickerson was one of the best running backs i'd ever seen i mean he's he had power, uh, not like an Earl Campbell type of power, but he had power, uh, and he was fast. And, you know, you look at him, Emmett Smith, uh, obviously Walter Payton, you know, Jim Brown. Boy, it was sad to see Jim Brown last night. Oof, he did not look good at the NFL Honors Banquet last night. But, uh, but you put Eric Dickerson right there with all of them. So Eric was uh, there last night, and Kristen and I, we had a great time. We, we saw uh, Dave Robinson, uh, Packer Hall of Famer and NFL Hall of Famer, uh, and, uh, and, and uh, Horn. And uh, those guys came over, and they brought us into the VIP section, which was nice because we weren't supposed to be there. And then Dickerson comes up and just starts talking to us. And you know, before you know it, he were just he's, the first thing he does is say, you know, because Jim Horn says, that, you know, this is Bill Michaels. And so we're talking to these guys, and he says, you know, oh, hey, um, you know, I, I got I to ask you, you know, he, and I don't know how he knew who I was, but he comes over and he goes, what about Aaron Rodgers? Which, again, it's, it's like all the talk. So when we come back, I know we went long in the first segment, but when we come back, uh, I want you to hear, I want you to hear, if you didn't watch it last night, I want you to hear what was said. And we're going to lead off with that and get into a little bit of a discussion because uh, there is a perspective here that uh, I think many of you already know, but it's just different. There's a thought about Aaron Rodgers, and I want you to take a listen to it when we come back. We're broadcasting live Radio Row here in Arizona. It's our final day of coverage for Super Bowl 57. Two days, six hours, 55 minutes, 54 seconds to go until kickoff. And then we're going to have Super Bowl 57 underway. Looking forward to it. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wow. Wow. Welcome back to the program. That was Kelly Clarkson last night in the NFL Honors Show. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, the perception. We were out, uh, I had mentioned at the, in the last break, we were out to, at the Cigars event last night. And, you know, even Eric Dickerson, who we had a chance to catch up with, Dave Robinson, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Horn, and, uh, you know, we there was just uh, Brian Baldinger was there last night. Mike Golick was there last night. I mean, I can go through all the list of names, but it doesn't matter. Because the, 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 the question was, what the hell is going on with Aaron Rodgers? Where, where, where is he, off, like, off a deep end? And I tell everybody, I said, look, he's not doing anything illegal. It's just different. And they, just like Pharrell, they're all like, hey, dude loves the drama. He just gets weirder to be weird. It's almost like he's doing things on purpose to, you know, to, to, you know, put himself out there, but yet he doesn't want to be talked about. He takes offense to everything. He's a hypocrite. And, and there is a perception, and I'm, I'm only just from my own discussion. I, and remember, I'm the guy that's defended him, you know, because for, for stuff on the field, I will defend or, or I will analyze or I'll rip or whatever. But away from the field, you know, if you're not doing anything illegal, Teach his own, you know. It's funny because I, uh, you know, there's some other players that have said, "Hey, that's be, that'd be something I'd look into," you know. But just, just, you know, I've read up on. But the perception, the mass perception, is dude's weird. Dude's a drama queen. He's lost a step. He's into himself. He's not. He's not a winner. He cares more, more about him. I mean, this is the perception from a lot of people. That are both in the NFL, former players, broadcasters, uh, and, and nobody will ever like say it like on the air. You know, nobody will come in and just you know unload. But boy, I tell you what, last night that was just—it's become uh, the uh, the one uh, we were talking with Kyle Turley and, and Jim McMahon, who we saw there last night. And Kyle Turley said, "Dude's a punchline." He said, "For a guy that cares so much about his image, dude's a punchline now." And so, Ben, let me ask you this. Do you think Aaron Rodgers, with what he's done, and, and granted, I, like I said, to each his own. I mean, you can do your own thing. But it, the, the perception-wise, do you think he's become a punchline? Punch yeah, a bit, definitely. I mean, it's also, like, it's Super Bowl week, right? So everyone, first of all, is there. And they're going to be right. talking about something. So I, to me, it feels like another Tuesday where it's just something we all run with working in Wisconsin radio. But the fact that everybody's in the same location and heard it and then talks to each other about it and makes the similar comments, I think yes, in a way. But I think it's the timing more than anything. Like, are we really surprised that this is happening after the last couple of years? Right. I, you know, it's it's frustrating because we're the we're the source. We're the people that are on the scene. We're the people that are here. The the ones talking about Rogers, and so. Every outlet that's here that knows who we are comes to us, and they all say the same thing. And it, it's it's this is not. Let, let's just say Aaron Rodgers retires. Let's just say he says I, I come out of the darkness and whatever, and I retire. This is not the way you want to be remembered. You know. Now everybody knows, like it, it, you know, even Pharrell, and Pharrell is as fatigued with the Rodgers stuff as anybody. I mean, 
off the air unloads. I mean, it's it's the it's the uh, non filtered adult version of what he said on the air, but it's tenfold, and it's not that. And he but he prefaces it by saying he's an incredible quarterback. He he's he's one of the best. You know, everybody says the same thing. One of the best I've ever seen play. But when it comes to the personal stuff, for a guy that wants to be private, doesn't want to talk about family, doesn't want to get into relationships, doesn't want you to talk about him, doesn't, you know, defends the negative on Twitter for 50 people that say something in a negative light, wants to go after that, but yet throws things at her that just are off, you know, seem off. I'm not going to say are off, you know, in a negative way, just but just seem off to the norm. And yet he's just becoming this punchline. And it's just, you know, it's like, look. I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. From from day one, he was a different dude. Sitting in that, the the very first day I met him, the day after he's drafted, they they bring that. They used to bring in like a rookie symposium and put us all like lunch together. And that day, I'll never forget because uh, the Packers, they had you know obviously drafted Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers was you know a a guy that uh, I think people were kind of afraid to talk to, to be honest with you, because he was so it was almost embarrassing to watch him in the green room be the only one left and he's falling 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 and it was very uncomfortable and nobody really wanted to address it so you know you 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 get Aaron Rodgers so everybody knew that the Packers needed help defensively so the guy that's getting everybody at his table they're talking to is Nick Collins and then there's what what was I think it was Terrence Murphy um there was Brady Papinga Junius Costin uh, but all those guys, there was a couple other ones. I, you know, they they picked up a wide receiver. I can't remember what his name was. He never did really do anything. But they were trying to get help for for Favre, and so. It, 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 but they were all those guys had attention. And there's Rogers sitting alone at this table with myself and a couple other guys. I think Mike Clemens was there with me, and we just ate lunch with him. And by the time I walked away from that lunch, I thought he's different, but he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And that was back then. And he looked like he was 12 years old. He's unbelievably smart. And I thought, and I even told him, I said, if your talent is half as good as your brain, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. Because he just, I I mean, I've met a lot of bad first-round draft choices, believe me. Hanging out in that Cincinnati organization for all those years with Kajana Carters and David Klingler's and Jeff Blake and everybody else that came through that thing, they had a lot of crap. I mean, a lot of unmoldable crap. And I met this guy, I'm like, wow. He just blew you away. So to go from this guy that wanted to be the most decorated, wanted to be the best, had this drive, had this desire, had this ability, sat very quietly, respectfully behind Favre, really took it to heart and personal when Favre didn't want to return his phone calls, was really hurt and and, and wanted to be nothing like the Favre. You know, didn't want to be the Favre. That's the reason he does he doesn't do a Wednesday presser at the podium because he didn't want to be Favre. He wanted to do it as locker. He didn't want to put on airs. To from there that guy, that young guy, that that that, that very bright knowledgeable guy to where we are today i can't imagine this is the direction he wanted to go i i just i i, I i'm like man you lost yourself along the way somewhere but it, anyway I, I i digress it's just kind of a long story but it's just a weird one so that was all the talk last night 877-867-1670 if you got some questions you feel free we got a lot uh, of of time today um by the way aaron jones uh, and did you see Aaron Jones's face when Kelly Clarkson made that joke? They cut immediately to Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones is kind of covering covering his face like, oh, my God. Oh, damn. You know, that type of thing. This and Aaron Jones, believe it or not, 
with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, went on Undisputed. And this, uh, we're going to hear when we come back what he had to say uh, about Aaron Rodgers. So stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show broadcasting live down here. Radio Row in the Media Center, Phoenix Convention Center, getting you ready for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57, Kansas City, Philadelphia, getting ready to get underway in a couple of days. We've got more right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Chiefs and the Eagles in Super Bowl 57, Sunday night at 5.30. Coverage on Fox. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey in a final press conference was asked, how does he always get so wide open against defenses? Why am I always open? I say it all the time, Andy Reid, baby. Big Red, he, uh, he, can, he can dial some stuff up at the right time, create some things at the right time. Um, and then on top of that, you know, uh, everybody is doing their job. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid says you never know who could be the star player in a Super Bowl. That's the human element. Uh, you don't know who that person will be, but somebody will. In this game, there's somebody that we haven't mentioned and just about everybody's but there's somebody that hasn't been mentioned that's going to step up and you're going to go, wow. After years of losing seasons in Detroit, defensive back Darius Slay is excited to play in his first Super Bowl for the Eagles. Man, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm very, very thankful, man. I'm, I'm just looking forward to going out there, having fun, competing at a high level, and doing whatever I can to help this team win. Both teams come into the game with records of 16-3. and three. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. It'll be a great game. I mean, it'll be a battle. You got the best of the best playing, playing against one another. Two really, two really good teams, two well-coached teams, stacked with players, so... It'll, it'll be a competitive game. And last night on the NFL Honors 12th Annual Award Show. In the 2022 AP Most Valuable Player is Patrick Mahomes. This is the second time Mahomes has been named the league's MVP. He accepted from the Chiefs team hotel. To the Chiefs organization, I would never be standing here today without y'all. Every day, given everything that we have together to go for the ultimate goal, the Super Bowl. That's Patrick Mahomes. From Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix, I'm Mike Clemens. Best NFL coverage on 96.7 FM, 1670 AM, The Zone. show we are here in the media center radio row it is friday and uh, just enjoying ourselves this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at lux golf lux bays lux golf bays are fantastic they're in franklin wisconsin and i know it's been a little warmer i didn't we didn't get a lot of snow uh ben how much snow did you get in madison Ooh, six inches seven inches i wow it took 20 minutes for me to dig my car out yesterday to leave it was did it crazy. really yeah um, I, we didn't get much. Uh, I, I checked out my security cameras last night in the house and I thought, boy, I'm going to have to come home or dig out or whatever. And there's nothing. It may, as a matter of fact, my driveway is even clearer now than it was when I left. So uh, not a whole, it must've been more rain, more water than anything that uh, washed away the driveway yesterday. So didn't get a whole lot, I guess, in the Milwaukee area, uh, in the Milwaukee, Waukesha area. So I, maybe I kind of lucked out. So I, I'll see, I'll check it again here today, but 
And when I looked at it last night, I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, I have to do all this. Uh, but regardless, our friends at the Lux Golf Bays reminding you, hey, it doesn't matter if it's snowing, raining, shining, whatever. Uh, Lux Golf Bays, they are open. Go to L-U-X-E, Lux Golf dot com or luxgolfbays.com luxgolfbays.com located in franklin great place stop in tell them we said hi so uh aaron jones on undisputed undisputed uh had this to say when it came to the question of his quarterback is jordan love ready to step in and take that step and lead the packers to where they need to be yes sir jordan love is ready jordan love will be that guy uh made a huge jump this year uh we've seen it uh, OTAs, we could see it, and then it just kept snowballing, 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 and uh, picking it up. And uh, you can tell he's, he, he wants to play. He's itching to play. And uh, when, it, when his turn comes, he's going he's to be ready. He's, I, I think he's going to be that guy. What's he got? Describe him to somebody who wouldn't know him. Uh, Jordan, very smart. Uh, he's going to – he listens. He wants to, he wants to be successful. Um, he's going to put everybody in the right positions. Uh, He's going, if something ain't right here, check, 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 hold on, and get get everybody right. Um, and it's, it's just been so cool to see his growth, the development, um, him gain that confidence, and it showed. And I think even when he went in in Philly, he, he played well. Yeah. The games he went in, he played well, and he showed, hey, I, I, can, I can play at this level and I can do it at a high level. So that's what Aaron Jones had to say uh, about Jordan Love. So... Um, you know, I, uh, I, I reserve judgment. I think he played really well in that Philadelphia game. you got to keep in mind that, you know, Philly had a big lead. They were playing some soft coverages. Uh, but Jordan Love was decisive. He was quick with the football. He delivered it, put it into a pretty good window, uh, looked better than he had looked his entire career. So you hope that that's the guy that you're going to get on the daily if indeed the Packers decide that uh, they're going to go ahead and make the move. But... Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. Like we said yesterday, though, uh, a lot of people saying, hey, look, man, um, if uh, if Jordan Love is uh, is if Jordan Love is going to be the guy, uh, the Packers know. The Packers know. Um, 877-867-1670 to hit you up. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more coming up right after this.